0: Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman. I am a photographer. I'm based in the Northwest, and my website is billynewmanphoto.com. That's where you can see the rest of the podcast that I've been producing and some of the photographs, too. You can check me out on Instagram and just about every other social media location. That's at Billy Newman. Today I got a couple things to talk about. It's been an interesting week. I've been uh, kind of moving around. I'm trying to get back into the audio recording, the media production sort of side of stuff, but it's uh, it's been a good week. I've been trying to put out some photographs. I've been trying to work on some stuff too and uh, kind of trying to spend some more time in the office as it is or, you know, trying to trying to send emails, trying to work some stuff out, trying to do... Uh, I guess some springtime promotion sort of stuff. But it's also been good too. I've been trying to make some art. I've been traveling around a little bit. I jumped out to the Mackenzie River uh, a little bit last week to try and take some photographs. I was out in Bandon trying to take some photographs of the the West Coast and the rocks on the beach. That was pretty fun. Uh, We did a drive up to the Deschutes a while back and put some photos together. That was pretty cool. So I like kind of kind of roaming around a little bit and trying to get to a few of these other um, diverse locations over a couple of weeks. But gosh, really, it's just the gas. The gasoline, that's probably the biggest business expense that I have, I'm trying to transport myself around all these locations. And I've always wondered what it's like for people in other types of traveling jobs or other types of art jobs, you know, where they have to travel for uh, for all the, the work that they would do. But man, traveling for work and traveling for work that you isn't isn't really on the books that's kind of tough you know so uh or just kind of choosing for myself to to drive all the way out to the john Day river and take a photograph that's a commitment it seems like uh so it's kind of you know there's no audience there's no people there's no one to sell it to there's no one to meet with necessarily it's just me going out to a public blm boat ramp setting up and trying to take a picture of some rocks and water and a mountain that looks pretty Maybe, maybe it looks pretty, you know. It's kind of been few and far between more recently that uh, that I've been finding some of the locations or art or, I don't know, some of the experience that I want to find. You know, it's kind of a tricky thing in photography sometimes. It's really about you having to put yourself in in a position to where really beautiful things are going to come by you. It's sort of an... It's, it seems a little twisted, and I guess there's probably a lot of perspectives on it where you could be in just about any element or any situation... And you can be a creative photographer that puts together, uh, you know, interesting visual pieces. I believe that. I understand that. I'm working as a landscape photographer. I'm trying to build uh, a portfolio with like a diverse set of images and experiences, and and really. To do that, you have to put yourself in a lot of different environmental biomes, which is a lot of different types of weather, basically, Uh, or a lot of different, you know, there's the coast, there's the grasslands, there's the jungle, there's the desert, there's the Arctic, there's all sorts of different, you know, there's snow, there's mountains, there's all sorts of different visual elements that you can put together from nature that that have um, just different context, different look, a different uh, kind of feel to it. And so all of that is sort of an element that you have to expose yourself to. Living in Oregon is cool because a lot of that is significantly close to you in some way. But... At a time, and for for travel photography or for landscape photography, it it engenders the idea of having new experiences or going to new places and seeing and exploring um, new visual things from new angles. You know, or or having new experiences with uh, with people or with gear or with equipment, setting up that all that sort of stuff, adding those those visual elements uh, or those elements of a story to it. You know, you could take a landscape, but then you could take a landscape with an ultralight glider in it. And now it's a story about, about something else, or you can take a photograph of a hiker, or you can take photographs of a fish you know, that was pulled out on a fishing trip by the river. So there's all sorts of context that you can add to the, the story that's describing the history of what happened in the experience. And part of that is, is something I'm trying to do better with the photography that I produce. However, a lot of it though, is pretty, or it's pretty structured, it's simple, it's supposed to be uh, maybe a little bit more refined or clean i don't know what i loved about landscape early on was the idea of setting a camera up on a tripod having a lot of time in between frames and then kind of waiting and being specific and sort of holding yourself for the moment when the light was right when the clouds were right when you sort of set things up to be at the right angle to to expose yourself and to get the most beautiful version of the experience that was going to come across the land at that time it's interesting. You know, it's it's a hard thing to try and get yourself to learn how to do again and again and again. I hardly am able to do it, but I have fun doing it. I guess everybody does, right? Everybody tries to be a photographer, and that's kind of one thing I was trying to think about a little bit more too. I was looking at, um, well, I was looking at photographs. I was looking at Instagram online, and I'm kind of looking at social media as a whole. I'm sure probably a lot of people have been doing this Uh, maybe more recently. Uh, There's a lot of stuff about Facebook right now, too. And Facebook's use of a lot of personal data through a lot of specific algorithms that are trying to match that information to companies that would find it valuable to understand that data about you. And I guess there's inferences that they can make about the things you've liked. It's all psychometric psychometric data. Is that what they call it? Psychometric data. It's this idea that there's... um, there's sort of what you might consider abstract things that you like or don't like uh, that you leave behind in this wake of information that's, that's left on these social media platforms. And then that's sort of collected and algorithmically compiled to understand what maybe you would want to buy or what you would participate in or who you would vote for. All those sorts of things seem to be up in the news right now. That's an interesting debate. It's really important. Facebook is built to do that one thing. So it might be a choice of whether to use Facebook or not. I figure I need to use Facebook and I need to publish content to Facebook. I appreciate doing that. But I also am trying to be kind of technology conscious or um, let's say conscious of the data smog that you leave as you go to all these different locations. Or, or maybe what is it that's being tracked about you on the internet while you use Facebook? Or what other sites are connected to Facebook that when you visit them, give Facebook some information? or allows Facebook to have some information it shares with more advertisers. So in part of that, it's kind of this idea of thinking, well, what is my social media? What's my social media influence or my graph of people that um, my network of people that I associate with and then has it been the same for 10 years? Are these people any different? Have, have they have I built more relationships or is it useful? Is it useful for what it says it should be useful for? And sometimes I seem to find that it really doesn't seem to be uh, in that way built to give me more of what it's built to do That's kind of a confusing way to say it But if Twitter is an idea where you're supposed to put up a message and Twitter is a service that disseminates that to lots of people That would want to hear that message Well, that'd be really interesting, but over the last 10 years that I've been using Twitter that I've been sending out stuff It doesn't Twitter itself doesn't really help Build that audience. it doesn't help spread that message to people that would want to hear it. and that's because people have a a a market understanding of communication it's too many incoming signals so they have to limit it so really the goal of twitter is to limit how many incoming messages you would get or how many incoming things are perturbing your peace it seems like and you have to you know wait for other people to to find it or be interested in it and so there's lots of success that's been happening on social media for all these years but what I am to say is that probably what I've been doing just hasn't really been working for me. It doesn't seem to be that fun to do. So what I'm going to do is go through at least Twitter and Facebook too, and I'm really going to try and I'm going to try and go through and I'm going to write down everybody I would want to follow. I'm going to try and do some research too. I don't know if really a lot of people have done this. I think maybe like me, a lot of people put their Facebook page or their Twitter page together uh, years ago, and it was kind of a new, more novel system and there maybe at that time weren't as m- much of a variety of people to follow on those platforms so at the time I followed a lot of people that I thought would be okay or effective and I've kind of continued following them for years for 10 years. In a lot of situations I don't believe they deserve my attention. At least 10 years on <laughs> or what's us say um, like a, a friend like, or a person I did a group project with in a college class maybe 8 years ago I haven't talked to that person. They live out of state. They do different things now. I've never really had a relationship with them other than they didn't work on a group project I had to finish eight years ago. What good memories I have of it. So what I mean to say is those people are out. I got to cut those people. (laughs) I got to build this social media network for my life now. Really, I don't think that it might be an unhealthy idea or concept, especially for us or uh, some of uh, some of the millennials that seem to come of age as these tools like MySpace and Facebook and Twitter were really coming into their own. Um, it's kind of an interesting time where we kind of matched up with that just perfectly as it is. And so now, 10 years on, we've kind of been stuck in this social situation where we've just sort of been roped down with our high school relationships or our early college friendships or acquaintances in a lot of circumstances. And I don't know if uh if Facebook or Twitter is really like an example like LinkedIn where you have impersonal professional relationships. That's not really a direction that I would want to move toward. But in a more sensible way, who do I want to see? Who do I like? Who do I talk to? Who would I interact with? Maybe I need to try and find those people and in a lot of circumstances, it doesn't seem to be my local social graph that I'm trying to communicate with for professional purposes or, you know, uh, professional and personal for the idea of making art and creative content. I want to try and communicate that and see what other people are building who are also kind of participating in that industry. Who's cool? Who's uh, interesting in media right now or in, you know, photography or, art or comedy or anything like that who are the people or radio or podcasting who are these people that are uh, kind of the influencers that I would be sort of attracted to or tag on to those are the people I need to participate and follow on social media I need to communicate with them more but all these sort of I don't know just people I don't know who are they (laughs) I don't need to uh, participate participate or associate with them uh, so closely especially if after 10 years of the experiment, it's gone nowhere. So that's what I mean, that's what I'm saying. I have to make a change, because it's been 10 years of the same thing without really any dynamic or change. And uh, I'm trying to find those things and fix them. (laughs) Things that haven't changed in a long time that have to, that's what I'm trying to fix right now. I don't know, it's coming together, okay. So I guess what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write down everybody I would wanna follow that I am, you know, that I am right now. I'm going to drop it to 0. I'm going to follow 0 people on Twitter and then I'm going to refollow from the beginning. I'm going to refollow fresh some friends, some influencers, some artists and creatives, some business some businesses. I think I'm going to follow only business leaders or people who work in industries, but I will not follow an industry or company account. That's at least a perspective I have. I guess there's a few companies I could probably follow but i don't know i don't really want that stuff in my feed anymore i don't want to owe someone a follow i want to follow who i'd like to follow i want to follow who i'd want to communicate with I think that's probably a lot of what uh, a number of people are, are maybe thinking about after some of this facebook stuff that's come out is well who am i following what am i on here for what is this what is this really doing for me am i getting famous am i or am i getting response am i getting the communication am i am i really getting to participate with my family the way i want um, or or my friends or my old college friends or new friends, all any of that stuff. It just doesn't really seem to be that dynamic or that developed in a way that uh, that I see a huge amount of benefit for myself in the way that it's constructed right now. So all that is to say, don't delete these accounts. Don't just get rid of them, but... I would say manage them or you know strip them of personal data. I just went through and did that today. I went through Facebook. I downloaded my data. You can go in there. You can click on the, you know, the little the little gear wheel thing. Go to settings and then you can go download your Facebook data. It's really interesting to do. You can see your likes, the ads you've clicked on, you can see the documents that you've published to it. There's a lot of information that you put up. And with that, I guess it's a lot of targeting or a lot of whatever that ends up being put out into the world through through other services. So it's not bad to be public on the internet. I really quite agree that it's, it's good and, f- and for the public good to participate and create in a public space like the internet. But I also think it's very confusing for that public activity to be retroactively manipulated to provide an advertiser some sort of unfair micro-targeted psychometric information. That seems like it's not what I'm asking to do. It's not what I'm participating in. I'm trying to have secrets. I'm a normal person. I want to have privacy. I also want to have publicity. Publicity. Pub. Publicity. That's not the right word at all. Publicity, right? I want to put my photos up on Instagram or on my Facebook page, um, and I want to pull in leads, or I want to get you know, I want to share these images to Twitter or you know whatever it is. So that's kind of like what I'm after. I want to try and participate in that, but I also don't really want to have them have my phone number. Do they need to have my phone number? I don't know. I'm trying to think about it and maybe uh, play all that stuff a little bit more close to the vest, put up more photographs, put up more content, participate more, but not really have that tied into a bunch of weird pages I liked back in 2009. I don't even know if those are associated with my interests, really anymore. So any kind of uh, erroneous piece of data on Facebook, that's getting out of here. And I don't know. A lot of that was kind of cleaned up years ago, and all, most of everything's just been kind of the the more professional side of work that I do for the photographs. But even still, you got to clean that stuff up, you got to kind of hold your data a little bit more tightly, I think. and I think that's really the lesson that we're going to learn over the next maybe six or seven years as we as we move in toward 2030. I think by the time we get to 2030, the advancement of technology and its exposure into the world into people's lives is going to be I think sufficient enough where there's going to be some idea that the altruism, the the belief that technology is only going to provide beauty to the world is only going to provide a benefit to the world and it's never going to have a downside or a draw it's never going to be used maleficent, malevolent malevolently maybe that's the word <laughs> i don't know any words it's not going to be used for bad purposes that's what i'm trying to say um and i think by 2030 we're probably going to see some environment where uh maybe it's just a few more circumstances like this situation with facebook where we see oh we need to we need to watch this we need to be in control of this However, that is, it's always just that the personal responsibility position where, of course, companies can do some things, but we're going to need to get to a point where we are choosing to be secure, choosing to be private. We're choosing to protect ourselves. And I think um, as a population, we always kind of choose to protect ourselves in some way, especially when some kind of new type of not threat, but um, a new type of behavior emerges. It seems natural that there will be laws built over four or five decades that work to combat the illegality of these new ideas or the illegality of of the idea that a computer algorithm can track your information, hound you for 10 years, and then micro-target you without telling you advertisements uh, that influence your behavior, as is said to be the word. Who knows if that's true. But along with that, I was thinking about Google, too. And I'm thinking about, just as an experiment, and I'll probably wrap up the podcast here, I'm thinking about as an experiment moving off of Gmail. Like I was just saying, I've been on Facebook, I've been on Twitter for more than 10 years now, kind of doing the same thing. Now, equal to that is my... Google account, my Gmail account. I've had a silly Gmail account, a silly Gmail address for a long time, it's not even a good one, it's not even just my name, it's got some silly numbers in there because I signed up too late, way back then, even in like 2006 or 7, when I got my email address, my name, it was already gone. <laughs> so I have uh, some kind of goofy one, I've been using that for 10 years, I've sort of masked it and really Gmail has a lot of the best features a lot of the best development and tools and uh there's a lot of opportunity and stuff with gmail but really i think what i'm going to try and do is move temporarily it's all everything's going to be active still but i'm going to temporarily move my primary mail service over to icloud and i'm going to try and work with that for a little while um just to see if there's something i'm missing or to see if uh maybe just a more in i don't know i don't know if it's secure it's just not being read or spread it's just sort of my private email my service and and there's also some other issues about push notifications and folders and I don't know just archiving stuff all of that I kind of want to try and uh, mess around with my mail service a little bit more and and in a way I guess not really just believe that Google and Facebook are the only two that can provide me with uh, services for the internet (laughs) I'm opening myself up to Apple right so a lot of diversity there Well, thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. You can check out all my photographs on my website. That's billynewmanphoto.com. Go to Facebook while you're at it. That's at Billy. No, wait. What is it? Forward slash Billy Newman. Users forward slash Billy Newman. Something like that. You can find me there. Um, And Twitter. At Billy Newman on Twitter. A lot of good stuff. Probably some more coming up this week. Going to the tulip field soon. Trying to do some spring stuff. Enjoying the spring weather. Enjoying April as it is. Hope you guys are all doing well. Enjoy your day. Check out BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.